healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of And we're ready for like now the top five. Yes, it's part two. We're we're comfortable. Uh, the lady, there's a lady chair now. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's, there's a space Harry. there's a space for women in the basement. But Joe, Joe, you and your it's staff. It's one stay chair. Up for we're sharing chair. it. But. <laughs> but, but hey, a seat at the table, guys. We have to. We have to share the seat, but yeah, just, you, just whatever. Just, just, just lean in. That do, you, chair. do you not read this? <laughs> just lean in. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh. One through five, when things get this, real. It's this, funny. It's funny because you're up now. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you are. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> um. So, so you saw uh, some. Uh, we had some opinions about the top, the bottom five, the top ten. Uh, but they are all are in our group opinion. I think the best albums of the year. Uh, I, I will say about the Sam Outlaw album that we we might have said, and Daria's making a face now. She's down here. Um, you know, there's, there's a cat situation. There's a cat fight upstairs oh, because a cat disagrees. Cat oh, thunderdome shit. going on about uh, numbers. I guarantee you, it's not Sam because Sam is sitting on the racist quilt. And if you want to know about the racist <laughs> quilt, email me at kevinatunes.com. <laughs> I will tell you the racist quilt. I'm not going to tell that story on air, yes. but. Uh, you know, it, it it is what we uh have. Ex- this year was hard in music, or as a person. Let me just think back. Not it was music. not an easy year for anyone. Anyone or anything. So, so, yeah. so the stuff that made it, especially through, the truth, the stuff that made it through. We had to balance stuff out as a critic, uh, and as a human being, and as and just like how this stuff art just impacts us. But um, I, I'm. Particularly happy that Sam Outlaw made it in, and the Vince Staples, like that—that's—that uh, mm-hmm. is—that's probably number three or four on my my personal top ten. And I know it's probably higher on yours, Paul. Uh, Vince a, Staples a, is like low key the best rapper in rap. I don't so think like, low key. I think he just is. No, because people want to say Kendrick, people want to say other people, future, whatever. I don't you know? care what people want to say. Right. I, 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 care, I care. I care about empirical facts. Yes. And and he is the best. The best. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, coming up, uh, what Eduardo's can tell you about the our number five album is also one of the best, and this album twice now this year has had me in tears. The first time we heard it, and when I listened to the song that we're going to play off it uh, earlier today, and uh, uh, honestly for very different reasons. But uh, Mister Sadwardo, why don't you tell us about Laura Marling? Uh, yeah, Laura Marling. Um who who has has uh, probably showed up on most people's um radars a couple years ago she had uh she's had a few records that have enjoyed um uh i think favorable press treatment um mm-hmm. nothing she had done before really landed for me um until uh until this one um semper femina which is is a really weird you know folk has a tradition of kind of like 
I don't want to call it gender bending exactly, but but there's a tradition of like women singing songs where the speaker is supposed to be a male um, and kind of vice versa. And so there's 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 been a little bit of this uh, sort of weird gender fluidness happening. And it goes all the way back to, you know, um, really to uh, sort of ancestral Appalachian kind of mountain music. Um, and that Peter and I just got that Appalachian in there. You did, to, and I was just, Kate, I was to just, Kate Carey, I was just, only to placate me and the truth. Despite the fact that you called my beard aspirational, which is which is still not not <laughs> sitting well with me. All right, so so you're but, saying that if that were just to get back at me, you would say something that's incorrect? <laughs> well, actually, Carrie. <laughs> Continue with Laura Marling. Uh, Laura Marling, um, yeah. So on Semper Femina, she she took this interesting um, perspective, which is to try to write uh, uh, about uh, womanhood and femininity, but to try to adopt a kind of male viewpoint in in doing so. And and the idea is that is that um, the 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 quote that the title of the album is from actually has to do with the sort of fluid and ever changing nature of uh, femininity. Um, it, it it works really well as an album. It's sort of you know you know Brit Brit folk is different from um from the you know American folk in the in a weird way because it's sort of like it's music that's written as though the blues never happened and so it's got that weird like sort of it just doesn't rely. There's no diminished fifths. There's no like right, it's not right, a one right, four right, five right, right, right. song structure. It's just a little weird. It, it it takes you a little while to get um to sort of uh, flip over to it. Um, and, and the album itself is, I think it's going to show up on a lot of, um, on a lot of lists this year. It's one of the few records that we have that I think that, that, that is on our list and on, you know, probably like NPRs and others. Yeah. Um, there are probably three or four songs on this album that are just, that are just absolutely arresting and stunning. And I, and the one we're going to do is, um, is nothing, not nearly, which is just, I, I don't even, I don't really have words to describe it. It's just a song that you put on and it's, it's it's, it just hits you. It just does what it does so yeah. I won't forget that late September where we passed them on the midnight embers but it's gone like a half remember team left to north of where we met thinking better of going west yeah we lost each other in a river scene
September where we passed them on the midnight embers, but it's going like a half remembered dream. Left in north of where we met, thinking better of going west. Yes, we've lost each other in a river stream. going on yeah yeah i mean look that song is great that that uh it it is it's english folk but it's folk it is what what hooked me originally was that guitar there's there's a as a guitar player there is a toning in guitar that is i'm always chasing but it also is also uh you can say things with notes that just there's no there's no explanation for the words like it's and that is one of the example in the songs where it hits like the sweet spot, and that's what initially drew me into the album, and it's why it's for me one of the best albums of the year. But Carrie, you had some thoughts? No, I just I had it on my list of um, I didn't actually rank things this year because my head was so filled with okay. white noise and dissonance. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's on my list of things that I'm glad came out and things that I'm glad exist in the world, but I didn't think that it rose to a level of best for me personally. This this album never really hit me and it never struck me, and I knew that it was yeah. important for you guys, so I listened to it a couple of times and listened to it again um, a couple of times this week and was just waiting for it to actually sink in and hit me, and it just it never did. What was light about it for you? Um, For me, it was... I love Joni Mitchell and I love Karen Carpenter mm-hmm. and this yeah. is evocative of both, but never really resonated to that same level with me. And it may be that I listen to it in three years when I'm not so fucking sad about everything. Yeah. And this album actually does hit for me, but it, it just didn't. Um, it didn't hit in the way that like Sarah Jarose a couple of years ago yeah. Yeah. was one that kind of, it came like it crept in. I listened to it couple times and it was like yeah this is nice and then by the third time and i still listen to that album i can't imagine at this point in my life listening to this particular laura marling album again that but that's just for me and i don't know why it doesn't hit me it kind of makes me sad it feels like there's a failing in me like maybe there's like something about the trump administration that's like drained that from me that i just that's entirely possible right Right. and that's why i will come back to this because it is it will be on so many lists of of something that's amazing and it's orchestrated beautifully it's crafted beautifully it's every it's got everything that i would normally love in an album Mm -hmm. but for some reason it's just like i don't want to hear johnny mitchell right now i don't want to hear karen carpenter right now 
I actually yeah, have a, just a, a quick random Sarah Jerose tidbit since you since you brought her up because <laughs> because of, so at, I, I was just I was just in um, in Brazil and when my flight landed in Rio for some reason American Airlines they're like they're like receiving are they you, playing you green lights sweet was green lights oh my gosh that's and, my favorite song and, like, and I'm hearing it and I'm sort of humming along and I'm like oh I fucking love this song like who was this again oh my god it's Sarah Jerose and suddenly yeah. I turned to Sasha and I go. Oh my God, they're playing, they're, they're playing Green Lights by Sarah Jarose. And right. she was like, what? And right. I was like, there are maybe a hundred people on the planet who could like name that. And I don't know how she got licensed by American Airlines or how they made the decision to play yeah. it, but it's really, it's really nice to land somewhere after a long trip and have that song greet you. And so. the thing is, is that that, if that album came out this year, I don't know that I would address it in the same way that it did yeah, yeah. a year or two be, ago. Because be it's something we haven't year. really talked about yeah. in this conversation. We've talked about and it. And we really can't we, we, yeah, we, because we want to actually talk about music and give yeah, people yeah, a safe but, place to listen to things yeah, 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 that aren't but, about the goddamn world right now. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but the world has the, the stat status of the world has colored all our uh uh intake i feel like everyone on this podcast and i hope that everyone who listens to this podcast has an incredibly high intellect and an hot incredibly high emotional uh speak, intellect speak for yourself no yeah. i will speak I'm, for all I'm of you dumb as a bag of hammers. every single person <laughs> in this particular basement and every single person that's wandering around the upstairs you know me and every i've known you for a long time and everybody that listens to this podcast there's no way that this year has not affected you and it affects every aura of you and your ability to do to function in the world much less listen to music right. so right. it's been a hard year so that's why i didn't do a top 10 is I've listened to music, yeah. but it's been through a fucking fog, and, that, and that's why. I, and it's why I don't understand why I don't love Foxy J anymore. But <laughs> and, 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 and that's why I didn't get upset that you didn't do because it's like my whole thing is like we should all participate in this stuff. But I was mm -hmm. like, it's cool, it's cool, <laughs> whatever. But that's actually a really good leading. But I, I, I really do want to listen to this in a couple of years once everyone's in yeah. prison. That's a really good lead into our number four album, which Mr. Dowling is going to take us into. Yeah. Uh, your boy Langhorn Slim, brother. Oh, brother. Ooh. Okay, so. Uh, Whenever I think of Langhorn Slim, I always think of Marcus Dowling. <laughs> that's, that's where As this works. Foghorn so, uh, Langhorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. Lost at Last Volume 1 is the uh, the ninth album that uh, Langhorn Slim has put out in roughly um, 11 years, I would say. Yeah. And it's and that's to say not in the same way as like somebody like a Ryan Adams who's done like what seventeen albums in sixteen years, and, and, and at dubious levels of quality. <laughs> Kevin Kevin doesn't know because he can't because right. he walked so. exactly. So <laughs> if it's thing, not on Twitter, it's not. Really and here's well. the thing: um, it's funny we talked about the Laura Marling and how like it didn't resonate with Carrie because of the the time of year that we were in, and just the the, the state of the universe. Um, Langhorn Slim didn't change a thing about anything that he's ever done as a musician in putting out this album. Not, Wait, a, not are you sure it's not Spoon? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's harsh, but, but true, but harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but the thing is, is that uh, there's a space I feel for Americana right now in in music where people need it. Uh, in the mm -hmm. same way that people needed it to contextualize Reaganomics, and it's this kind of like ultra uber American, you know, capitalistic kind of like agrarian thing. Uh, Ro Ro Robocop. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> as long as, if we're talking about Reaganomics, <laughs> that, right, that, it's just. But you know, you needed a you needed a John, <laughs> you needed a, you needed a John Cougar. 
<laughs> no, but you need your John Cougar in the world to like make it all make sense. That's actually a good thing that, that we haven't talked about. So yeah, you need a John Cougar Mellencamp to make sense of to make sense of the world. No, dude, it was the eighties. It was John Cougar. Um, There's no Mellencamp. Yeah, just John. No, just, John was John Cougar Mellencamp. That was late eighties. Yeah, oh but like eighty four, you still got John Cougar. You want to you want to pull the age card on me? Old. You want to pull the I'm age card on old. me? I will right. school your fucking old ass. Yeah, that's why yeah. I said it was John Cougar, by the way. So yeah, yeah, old Johnny Cougar back then. Okay. And uh, in this in this era, um, I feel like pop music doesn't do that thing anymore. People say rock is dead. Uh, people say that anything that doesn't go bleep or doesn't involve you know someone you know like rapping very quickly over you know trap beats is not relevant. Um, but in order to make sense of like where you need to be like plaintively to like live in in America right now. Um, you need an album like this. This album is, mm-hmm. and uh, it's deceptively simple. Like if you listen to this album, it's really easy to be able to hate yourself and hate the album because if you listen to it without the context of America, it's really almost benign. I don't even think almost. I think it is. Yeah, and but if you listen to it. And Eduardo believes this. Mm-hmm. And if you, but if you listen to this album and think of the America in which you live, mm-hmm. and the America in which you breathed, and the America in which you're like faced with, you know, a million push alerts on your telephone about every, you know, minutiae of the Trump administration, then uh, this album slows everything down. Yeah. And there's something about Langhorn Slim's voice in particular that on the song that I chose, mm-hmm. when you hear it. It cuts through everything. It's authority. Right. And it, and it cuts through in such a way that it's authority it, like, like the number three album is. <laughs> I, I would say that. No, I would totally agree with that. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so, so no. Li- life is confusing. Yeah. Life, oh, God. Yeah. yeah life is confusing. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Because yeah. I'll, I'll admit to it. Like, I, I hear so much music, I forget the names of things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I know how songs make me feel. And, it's, uh, it's a title track, and, or not the title track, but it's the lead off. It's the lead off. Yeah. It's the lead. Okay, and, so I'll I'll say this about the album, and this is why it ranks so highly for me. Rare is it the time that you put out an album, and within thirty five seconds, it stops everything that you're doing, and you want to just listen because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I needed to hear this, mm-hmm. and then he says something else. You're like, oh, I need to hear that. And then you keep listening like five minutes later and you're like, oh, you're just you're just saying everything, aren't you? And by the time you're done with it, you want to play it again because it just reassures you that like breathing can happen in the midst of all this. So yeah. it does it does lower your resting heart rate by like four or five beats <laughs> easily. Yeah. And and Marcus, when you forget the name of something, that's just getting older, my friend. Welcome. Thank Welcome you. to the dark side. Oh, these thank these you. two are about to hit the 40 barrier. <laughs> yeah, I'll be 40 it's, next year. It's, hitting, it's, hitting it's, quiet. Weeks, sir. it's quiet over here. Yeah, yeah. life is confused. 16th. 19th. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's going down, son. It is going to yeah. be yeah. a geriatric it's, basement. Joe, I'll talk very, to you about that. Very but you guys need shortly. But, to get but, the young Chris Allen But no, so we're gonna we're gonna change it to old men in a basement. Without further ado, um this is like probably one of my top three songs of the year. Uh on one on my apps actually my number one favorite album of twenty seventeen, which surprised Kevin to no end, I'm sure. But it's the truth. Um there's not really a 
There's a lot of great music, but there's none that's greater than this. Yeah. So, like, it was confusing. People want to see. Don't think I'll see you anymore. At least not the way I saw you before. We're caught up in traffic. The landscape changed. Life is confusing and people are insane. Can we be happy for a while? Can we just sit here, shut up and smile? Been talking for hours, forgot what we're saying. Life is confusing and people are insane. Life is confusing and people are insane. Yeah. Oh. See you smile. Wish we could forget ourselves for a while. But your heart is wild, or if it's been tamed. Life is confusing and people are insane. Life is confusing and people are insane. Yeah. Life is confusing and people are insane. Mr. Dallin, I know you're up because we got to make room for our next guest because we wanted to break this up a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am, uh, I, you know, I'm not shocked that that's your favorite album of the year, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm so happy it is. Because it's, it's just so well delivered. Yeah, like You if, felt it. Like if you, if, if you don't listen to Americana, and I know that's like 75% of yeah. the people that possibly listen to this podcast. Like if you need a, if you need an entry point, Listen to that album. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll make it happen for you. I agree. I agree. Uh, we're about even, to, even if you're like really angry at America right now, Americana is not what you should be angry at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. listen to this. Yeah, yeah, listen exactly. to this album. Listen really good. Americana is just country music for liberals. Maybe that's that is a good maybe. That's, well, that's, that's, that's just good. I did not come up Mr. with that. Now, that, that that's well, you know what? You repeated point. it on this podcast, and uh, now it's yours. On on the couch right now. Before we head into our top three, we wanted to take a break to uh, our special guest this evening. Been hanging out, drinking her scotch, eating her food. Mr. Chris Nam, how you doing? How's it going? And rapping Joe Lappin All right. and his mustache. Ooh. DC Go-Go's, baby. Talking Capital City yeah. Go-Go's. A little over, a little over, a little over. <laughs> Capital City yeah, Go-Go's. Uh, Chris, push it over. Going. No, no, no. What there am you. I doing wrong? Yeah, there you go. All right. Good. We are good. So, so we didn't do a local podcast 
uh, this year for various reasons. And what I want to talk to you guys about is one person is a person who actually uh, has a literal stake. Joe, you put on shows, you support local art, you sell records. You, In fact, I cut a conversation short the other night because I was mm-hmm. like, I'd love to talk to you about Ab. I came to buy fucking records from you. Right. <laughs> and, and and Mr. Chris Naum of Listen Local First fame. And uh and, and 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 so what is uh from everything you guys have seen what we've talked about in our top ten and you heard our top twenty five, uh how how does this all relate to what's going on in our city this year? What is is there is uh I think I think <laughs> what's I think what's really interesting is when you were talking about um the you know, this Americana, like just like a, a touch mm-hmm. on the, you've had, what was the 10 band was like a country album and you're Sam Outlaw, this, yeah. Sam Outlaw on this. Um, I think there has been a lot of, I mean, DC, the other side of DC, aside from like this sort of hip hop, go-go jazz is, uh, you know, indies coming up. Like the punk punk is the old school. There is a big like country Americana, um, uh, set of musicians, yeah. like group of musicians, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, whether they live in the district or live just outside the district. So, um, I mean, that's really been going big. I think the the leader of that scene is the Bumper Jacksons right now. They're sort of uh, the Bumper Dome is actually near us. It's a couple blocks over. Yeah. So, well, that's the Hamlin Street Diner now, and uh, oh. Bumper Bumper uh, Bumper Jacksons move a little further out. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they have been. I guess not. <laughs> they've been. They've been. Uh, they've. They've really been killing it. They put an album this year mm-hmm. that I think is really like an extremely solid album that they've been touring with. And then you have, you know, Babo Baggins is 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 making yes. country, making country music here. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this album. You've got Dom Flemings from the Carolina Chocolate Drops that moved to dc don's in don's dc in town i nice. mean silver spring right over the border but he's here okay hey, you know email about that let me know when you arrive yeah you i don't i yeah. don't personally recognize silver spring as a place that exists but if somebody gives me an excuse to go there i will well i mean he's here he's playing now he's okay. he's working on a next album with the smithsonian folk with smithsonian folkways yeah so it's really interesting. I'm not going to give that away. I don't know if that was told me in confidence, but it's like a, the concept is really mm-hmm. amazing. And then you, and then really, so my my top album of the year, it's not local. It's like from around where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Like Virginia, a little southern, probably like three or four hours from Are here. You talking about this country album you sent me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, she's played the Bluegrass <laughs> Festival before. She plays around. She played uh, the Kingman Island Festival. Uh-huh. Dory Friedman. Friedman. Yeah. Her album this year album. is my top, one of my top Co-signed. three albums it's a of the year. It's, it's and and like that just goes to say that like the Appalachia, <laughs> Appalachian. We're not going to litigate this. Co-signed. <laughs> the the Appalachian sort of flavor sound is so is so big here and influential in that set of musicians. Mm-hmm. So so. Well, and DC has 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 a very strong history of bluegrass music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is bluegrass and go go, and uh, jazz. Capital and jazz. City Go Go's. Tell us about the Capital City Go Go's. <laughs> I think uh, this is news today. Good, yeah. Breaking. The yes. second professional sports team ever to be named after a, a genre. Music, genre. music genre is the Capital City Go Go's. Of the NBA Farm System G League, 
Fuck it. Yeah. Right? The first being the Utah Jazz. Of the National Basketball Association. Like, I don't think we've processed this yet, Marcus. No, it's a huge deal. Like, go- we have a pro sports team called the D- the Capital City Go-Go's. <laughs> Just want to, yeah, like, shout out to the whole team in Monumental Sports because they really believe in go-go music. Like, they honestly, they, they put on a concert last night with EU, Junkyard Band, and uh, UCB after a Wizards game oh, with yeah, yeah. the uh, Pistons. So those are that's just ha- like to give you a sense of what's going on like musically. The Pistons, Detroit Pistons, right, right, yeah. Motor City, Motown, Capital City, Go Go's. It's yeah. beautiful. I put mean, it in the put it in the context. No, it's a huge deal. Like I think that this is kind of where we talk about like music in the city to like extrapolate this broader. Um, you have this sense right now, and Chris will speak to it as well. Like there's a real sense of there's a, a thriving scene of young musicians who are getting chances to do astounding things. Like, Goldling put out a record where he literally put the entire city on an album. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't a great record. But right. he put everybody he on put the fucking album. Everybody. I which mean, is, which yeah. makes it a great record. Yeah, Cruz nominated for a Grammy. Has the yeah. best yeah. hook of any R&B song of 2017. Like, Brent Fias is from the area. He sings the hook. Like, that's kind of a crazy a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, like, that's, that's happening. Like, that's a huge deal. Um, when you talk about the uh the the nation the no the 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 nurture the 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 development of other things in this area you have a strong veteran cast of musicians that are being able to still be relevant right now and that's Mm -hmm. kind of an amazing thing and they're able to influence the kids that are coming up and it's this beautiful confluence right now yeah so I can throw something in from a commercial point of view as a season ticket holder for uh, Monumental Sports. Mm-hmm. I have I've had season tickets for the Capitals for 15 years, and I have never bought a single thing from an NBA team. But I will tell you that if there is any sort of swag that comes out with the DC <laughs> Go-Go's on it, I'm going to buy yeah, the fuck out a, of it. A good, so a good on behalf it's of somebody who's paid it's Monumental Sports an insane amount of money over the years... Thank you, Monumental Sports. Well, how about what's the cutback of that that actually goes to support Goga Music in D.C.? Well, that's what I... Wait, wait, wait. All the cultural appropriation and all the money goes. Let's have that podcast on January 1st. They're actually going to play Go-Go Music during the games or during the halftime. I mean, they're paying the musicians to go there and play, or they're paying royalty rights. That's good. Supporting. That's excellent. Which is the crazy part of it, because like the other thing about... Fair trade music here today. I'll say yeah. also, and Chris, you can, yeah, Chris, you can speak to this as well as someone that throws a festival in the city. <laughs> speaking about DC music, I, I actually—that's trademark. Fair trade music. It's I the amount of fair trade music. Yeah. Okay. TM. There you go. Okay. So the idea that there used to be a time in DC where you could say things about the musical scene in the city, and you could feel like you could throw daggers and arrows at people for being terrible and treating DC musicians like absolute crap. And that's a conversation that happens less now because of the cognizance. And I want to speak to what you've done. Well, listen, local first. Who are you pointing at? Chris Naum. And I want to speak to what Joe's done at Songbird. And I want to speak to what, you know, Kevin's done for far longer than the three and a half years I've been on the podcast. To the point where people are aware and cognizant of the fact that you can't have people make music locally in the city without treating them with respect and putting money in their pockets and giving them fair and equal opportunities to 
grow and expand as artists. And that's something that's really been kind of a fascinating part of the story of this year, musically in the city. Yeah. 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 I also going on the whole gold link uh, thing and the Grammy nomination. I want to, I think that an important thing to shout out in the city is, is the beyond production people because yes. they were beyond, they were behind that. It was and, recorded right, there. Yeah, it was right. recorded right. there. <laughs> I mean, and so not only, so not only I think they're important, but like one, they're really getting artists a space to create. They're recording a bunch of awesome artists, but they're doing this video series. They're really creating this like amazing platform for local artists, but also shout out to Chuck Levins too, for supporting a lot of these, supporting yeah. that podcast, Absolutely. supporting other podcasts, supporting other video th- shoots they're doing over at their uh, Neo Age Live and other stuff. But like yeah. they're, like so, so I was talking to Zach uh, last night from Beyond, and I was like, "What you guys are doing are the new sound of the city. These are the twenty-somethings that are putting out music. That that new like is making neo neo soul used to be this like neo soul. Like it was like the, 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 I don't know. It was like this it weird genre. But now it's like right. Year. But now it's th- this is what it is, and it gi- right. it's giving neo soul this better like this amazing feel like." I didn't think I was into Neo Soul, but now I'm into Neo Soul because what's coming out of DC is Neo Soul and I love it. And it's young and it's hip and it's new. And it's like, this is what the DC, the future DC sound is. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. I hope uh, our, uh, if anybody's been listening to this podcast over this year, our number one album isn't Neo Soul, it's Soul. Soul. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, funk. and funk. And funk. And, uh, Don't forget uh, the funk. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I hope that that, uh, somehow that's coming up, and I hope, and and Joe, you are putting that through your venue, and Chris, you are talking about and pushing that stuff out, and 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 I think that's important to make sure that we understand. As uh, and this has been thing, Marcus, you and I have had many conversations about this. That as privileged white dudes, we got to understand the, the city we live in. It ain't our city. Hmm. And uh, and I think we do. I think all. I think you guys do. Uh, and and you just gotta fucking okay. How do we how do we make the city better? How how do we fit in? And how do we uh, enrich it? And if we don't enrich it, back to fuck off. What <laughs> I mean, what little part can we do to help? You know, help the people that are doing the amazing work here. I exactly. mean, that's that's for for exactly. me. That's that's like I just happen to. I just. I just like to share stuff with people and like, that's, yeah. I don't know if that's a skill or that's an annoying thing, but like whatever I can do to like learn <laughs> really, exactly, exactly. Right. But, but like learn what's going on, learn what's yeah. happening, really yeah. like listen to what's happening in the yep. scene and then just share it, share it with as many people that want to listen to you. And you know, yep. sometimes it works. Sometimes it on that note, cause I know you guys got to get out of here. We're gonna give Mr. Dowling his mic back. So, so y'all get up unless you got something well, to say, Joe. You look like you got well, something. Well, I mean, yeah, just I'll, I'll give my little, okay, you know, reaction to what we've talked about. Plus, you know, just a, a couple, you know, little points of emphasis or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think to everybody's point, to Chris's point. Part, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, we have to keep paying attention. He just threw his phone, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep paying attention to what. 
you know, the new blood and what the youngsters yeah. are paying attention <laughs> to. You know, the, the median youngsters. age in this room is probably 40 years old. Uh, and <laughs> by virtue... generous, my friend. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't collect the data, but... Um, well, we're not, we're not, we're not facts-based, so it's fine. <laughs> no, but by virtue of having a, a venue and, and by actually, yeah. you know, seeing what people are wanting and what they're coming out to... Uh, I think it is important that we, you know, look at what the younger people I agree. are reacting to. Um, at the end of the day, like what Chris is talking about, we are about, you know, educating and developing our next generation of music appreciators, mm -hmm. which will be our music consumers, which will be our supporters of our artists, you know, both local which, and touring. Which I'll point out, like, not to interrupt, but it's not a cynical endeavor. Like, that you want to educate people, like to arguably buy records in your shop. Mm -hmm. That's not cynical. That's like I'm going to support it by like putting in the capital to get the. Re we, I mean, we said this about a couple of records the other night. Like, that's you're willing to put up the risk mm -hmm. and do it, and fucking you just need to educate people to. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's I think it's good and positive and comes from a a long history and lineage of, you know, what this whole thing is all about. And, you know, yeah. Chris is obviously doing great work and he's, he's spoken about it. So, uh, you know, as we sit in this room, let's, you know, continue to, to think about and, you know, focus on the younger generation and, and just on that note to like, take it to the, to the more granular level. Right. You know, I see, the kids really reacting to some of the up and coming, you know, soul R and B artists. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me is like, I think there's this reaction to, you know, this quote unquote authenticity that we sometimes kind of, you know, downplay to these millennials. Like, what do they know about authenticity? Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we look at like the 80s and the 90s and it was like, how cool are you and how good looking are you and this kind of thing. Like, that's what got you out there. Yeah. I see reactions to some of these soul, alt hip hop, alt R&B artists. And what the youngsters seem to be reacting to is like people who can open up and, you know, display emotional sensitivity. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't what some of the music may lack in like gr musical groundbreaking. Right, like, not necessarily that there's they're breaking ground musically, but what they're breaking ground in is like uh, the aesthetic and the it's, and the lyrics. So the content and openness. What's that? Aesthetic and openness and availability uh, and like availability. Yeah, person. sure, availability, and that's the whole digital age. Yeah. But the aesthetic as well as the content. Yeah. So it's not so much the music. You know, the 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 ones that are doing well are excellent musically, yeah. but. It's about breaking ground to the to the young people aesthetically and content wise. Um, so you know, along those lines, some of my favorite albums of the year, and of course, I'm biased to what's come through Somber because, frankly, that's what forces me to keep up with people that are 20 Absolutely. years younger than me. Um, you you asked me when, when we stopped in the other night. Uh, you asked me, "Are you here for the show?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I didn't know. I don't know who's playing." Like, yeah, that I, was Burhana, uh, who's uh, um, an Ethiopian American artist. Mm. And I actually didn't know this, but that was his like first live show. He put out an EP. What? That was his first live show. He's on a mini tour right now. He's in Philly. Is this is this your like secret way to say that you fucked up, son? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was just I did not know this was actually his first live show. I uh, I fucked up. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like, like he's blown up. You know, it it speaks to the industry, whatever. He's kind of blown up online, and people know him. Like people were singing every word before he did a live show. Right. He's in Philly tonight. He's in New York tomorrow night. So he's doing this like East Coast swing. Yeah, but uh, that was actually pretty cool to learn. But so you know, just a few artists that have come onto my radar that I think have done really big things this year. Daniel Caesar, his album yeah. Freudian. Yep. Um, Khalid. His album American Teen, who he's no secret to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the most viral thing going right now. Extremely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, we're a bunch of old guys sitting here with mustaches. So I'm not one to speak <laughs> on anybody's look or aesthetic or anything. But these are not your typical like magazine cover poster right. boys. Right. What people are what the young people are relating to in this music is their emotional openness and their the way in which they you know connect aesthetically and content wise with their fans and i'm telling you i see this i I see a big movement with these genres uh, in this city as well as you know nationally yeah um i wanted to just uh just follow up on a point before and go through my list quickly uh the there's i think there's a i think there's an important thing we were talking about earlier is like the um what the music is saying Mm mm-hmm and um, I'm, I don't have the full list here, but I put together a list of like music with like the, no, 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 like no, seventy bands. No, 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 no. But this, but, but, uh, this is a list of stuff that I I'm like. Not that's the like list no of that's just a list of words he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I only know this many words. It's a bunch of uh, adjectives <laughs> just written down. Synonyms. You know, it's my cheat sheet. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> no, if I someone takes it. my word, here's no. another word for that so, word. So there, there's, there's said album that's going to be on the list uh, later on. There's the Crossroads album. If you haven't listened to Crossroads, yeah, you guys, you very important now, right now. now fucking very important to Chris Funn's Cornerstone, he's a jazz musician from D.C. The Cornerstone album is like political in nature, but it's also about people and community. Like That is an album mm-hmm. that is worth listening to. The, in, the, in the rest of the jazz world, you've got the Jogo Project. You've got you know jazz, hip-hop, the Sug Savage, Diggs Duke. Moses Stone is more in the pop world. Kalela. Kalela is obviously the big thing. Yeah, I know yeah. you guys reviewed her. You have your own things, but I think it's amazing. Um, um, I would say also in the in the sort of new age Americana, check out a band called Peyote Pilgrim. They're a three-piece. Uh, they're really special. Um, Paper House put an album. Love it. Humble Fire, you have issues, but we love it. <laughs> you know, then you've got in that same era, Foreign Air, Shade, um, Tigers are bad for horses, and uh, I would say then goes back to like the April punk. Vista. April Vista's on here too. April who, Vista obviously is on here. We're on a three hundredth episode. Dave, yes. Dave, jo- Dave, Dave Jones, April Vista, it. Dave Jones, J Cube, <laughs> all people to check out, and then you know Sneaks we talked about too. Sneaks was like so early in the year that we don't have like. Well, it's like, not even so. So let's talk about this because I want to interrupt this because we we, we got to get to yeah. the three. You guys got to get out of here. I think Paul has to get out of here. We want to get it done. Uh, Sneaks was something that just landed on Marge. That yeah, they were on Sister Polygon. Yeah, Sister but Polygon. They, but I've been doing this for seven years. I never saw a single ad for a Sneaks show. I never because she's heard like her. eighteen, right? But what, mean, I'm, but wait, what wait, I'm saying wait, is, it is you have this person who is making remarkable albums that isn't necessary. She might be plugged in. 
but she's not into the social scene of DC. And that's something to like really think about when, when we talk about the music coming out here, because she basically won. Mm -hmm. She got a merge. Yeah. All these people struggling and trying to do shit. Sneaks won. The the DC Baltimore punk channel Mm -hmm. is so strong. Like, isn't Diet Sig from Baltimore? Yes. Like, yeah, they're from Brooklyn. Throwing out. I mean, you just have like this. These two cities have like, uh, like the the fast lane on the highway to the top in terms of the punk community. Like, it bypasses local. I feel like. Uh, I feel like that that's just the way it is. It goes straight okay. to like the national people that like really like the punk world. It, it's something about it, it's. I mean, it comes with like what's happened in the scene and the tradition of punk in the community. But yeah, I think that happens a lot. Yeah. I think you'll hear bands, even priests had a little bit of like they were playing, they were playing, and all of a sudden they were big. And then yeah, that's that's again that's that's. I mean, people people like to fetishize shit. So. Yeah, that's specifically tied to like the. Okay, so there's a there's a conver- there's a, there's a brief thing I'll say. It'll take me like two seconds. Um, one, two, I know. Stop. Um, I, I stopped you right there. But uh, but anyway, so what it is is that the social scene has in the punk world always been tied to DC Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Always historically, one of the key elements of that genre is that DC and Baltimore made the best music. That's just been a thing. So when you get into a situation where we're in this revolving door of like culture, where culture's gone, kind of gone back to, you know, say 1992, 1997, 2007, those kind of like, you know, revolution points. We're back at that point again. And so, of course, you go back to the spots where the, the thing started. It's just the nature of things. And we covered the priest album this year. And yeah. part of the reason why the, the priest album kind of hit when it hit. Is because culture was in the spot where it looked to DC, and that's what it's doing right now in that scene. And then I think the the benefit of that as well is that the people that talk about the Priest album are people that are sensitive to being aware of unique and diverse and intriguing voices. So that's why you get like a Gold Link happening. That's why you get mm-hmm. like a Shy Glizzy happening. That's why you get like a you know April and Vista about to happen in a big way. Keep an eye out for April and Vista next year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you get like those kinds of things happening because of the sensitivity. And then there, and then the real take is if you're able to walk through that door and just kick the door off the hinges, that's the thing. And I think that's the thing that the priest album kind of missed out on a little bit. But I think that the stuff that you're talking about, especially Joe, within the R&B and soul lane, is the stuff that's going to really kick the door off the hinges. So if there's anything to watch out for coming from the city, I think that's the stuff to really watch out for. So, so to put you guys on the spot, and uh, I, I'm not going to pull it up right now. We'll we'll put it in. So there's a track, local. You guys decide now between you two. There's a track? Local track. DC, DC, DC song. A local track to play? Yeah. You go ahead, Chris, because I don't want to spoil some albums you got coming up. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, I know what you... <laughs> oh, there, man, the, you can't... there can only be one. I mean, I can't, but I can't play, uh, I can't, I can't play a track from said, said top album. No, right. No. Don't spoil there. <laughs> so, so All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Harold Little Stanky Weed. I love it. Harold okay. Little is this old guy that's been playing around. He put out a jazz album called Akko Ben. Like, I think this guy is amazing. Yeah. 
Right. Yes. 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 Great <laughs> album. Harold Her- Little Stinky Her- Weed. Harold Little Stinky Weed. Yes. Yeah, right. I'm with there it. There you go. Harold Little it. Stinky Weed.
here comes. Yeah. Your face should try harder. By aspirational beard. <laughs> so I, w- I was coming back in on, on, we were just like experiencing some DC local flavor, but I want to explore more. Your face should try harder. <laughs> By aspirational there's 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 something that the microphones don't capture, which I saw for the first time tonight, which is the care glare, <laughs> which is which is when when Carrie pulls the microphone over and right. just looks at you because right. she's pissed. Hmm. And, and, it's not, and not necessarily pissed; it's a variety of emotions, <laughs> okay. right. many of which are like boy, just boiled down to disappointment. Yeah. The yeah. care glare. <laughs> Explain. Somehow, somehow the explanation makes it worse. Well, yeah, this is something I, I, guess. This is something she, I don't think it's going to get the, uh, the, get the care glare. Uh, and it's our number three album of the year. And Mr. Dowling, uh, it is my honor to introduce because I know this. I know what this means to you. This album means to you. And, and I love hearing you talk about it. So. Oh, uh, man. Tell us about okay. Miss Maeve Staples. Okay, Maeve Staples is the greatest single female, hell, vocalist of all time. Um, and she has had a career revival that has been at times astounding and been at times really underwhelming. Uh, she's been working with uh, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, which on the surface seems like the most bizarre pairing of all time. I mean, because you're just like, oh, you're Jeff Tweedy, and oh, she's Mavis Staples. Like, Mavis Staples was once, you know, recorded by the likes of Isaac Hayes. And, you know, you're just like, okay, you go from Isaac Hayes to Jeff Tweedy, which just, again, doesn't make any sense. But for this album, it does. Um, There's a a tension to the reality of what Stax really is in that sort of, like, hybrid of Chicago blues meets Delta Blues, meets the kind of like urban sensibility of what Stack Soul ultimately became. And it's nailed on this album, like mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And Surprisingly so. Yeah, like in a way where yes, you're... He, he, here's the thing, like when, if you're a Wilco fan, like you're going to be drawn to this, but, but as a Wilco fan, as somebody who also recognizes... Will goes the whitest band in America. Yes, exactly. Uh, it, it's just like so, it's, so, someone had to win that award, guys. Yeah, someone had to win the award, and Jeff Tweedy won it. Yep. It's like, bro, you're gonna. Try he, run it. It, he won it going away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna wipe this up, aren't you? And no, but he doesn't. No. And it's like, and the thing is, is that Mavis Staples sings in a way where it's like the warmest soul humanly possible. So there's a thing with the way that Jeff Tweedy has recorded her in the past where it's been really kind of like dry. If there's a, a, a way to describe kind of like the, the way that like, you know, the, the music that is being played around her voice yeah, is delivered. Learning. It's very much like it's not it's almost generic in a way where you get to this sense. I mean, we've covered some some classic albums this year, stuff by people like Michael McDonald. Stuff by people like uh, Jim Lauderdale, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, also we had the uh, the record by um, Glenn Campbell, yeah, which at times is beautiful, and at times again, because you have modern artists trying to make classic sounds, and they don't understand the notation of all these notes that right. were struck that made right. these songs iconic, and made these these sounds iconic. 
it just doesn't resonate. But through some kind of mystical magic, uh, the song that we're going to play, like songs like If All I Was Was Black, which is the, uh, the title of the album as well. When you hear it, you're just like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely it. And that's, it, it's it in a way that you heard a lot in the late 60s. Or yeah, late 70s. 60s, early 70s, yeah. But you haven't heard a lot since. Yeah, and it's but, just, it just jumps off the record. Yeah, this is one of my favorite songs of the year, but uh, if all of us was black. If all I was was black, looking at you, you might look past all the love I give.
in the history of Mavis Staples songs. Like, yeah. She should not have to say that. No. <laughs> right? Like, okay. We didn't say this on the, on the review. Like, she should not no, have to okay. say that. Okay, so even deeper, this is the thing that got me, like, you, thank God you said this. Okay. Mavis Staples was Martin Luther King Jr.'s favorite vocalist. Right. So when you think about, like, Let's Do It Again and all of those songs that came out in that, like, second era of Stacks. Yeah. With the Staples singers. Like, just anything that's on the Watch Stacks soundtrack. These are songs that were sung because Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. liked them. Yeah. When Dr. Martin Luther King likes the sound of your voice... You should only have to sing generally these songs one time and the entire universe gets the point. Yep. It's 2017. And so largely, which is the the genius of this album, is that, again, Jeff Tweedy, who's the last person on planet Earth that you would ever (laughs) expect should be able to get in the studio with Mavis Staples and get this kind of quality out of her, is the guy who has to be like, okay, well, Mavis, you need to do, uh, you know, like, this this 1967 song 50 years yeah, later yeah exactly and and can you nail that and then she just blows it out of the water because she's made with staples carrie you were no it's just um i i i want to take a step back from jeff tweedy being the last person who should be doing this because i i feel like yes wilco is an insanely white band and anybody that <laughs> was at solid sound would have seen nothing but a bunch right. of white people who can only go every other year because right. the alternate years they have polo um <laughs> But it's, I feel like Jeff Tweedy <laughs> hates being the whitest guy in the world. Yes, and, and, that's, and that's, that's what makes arguing this Arguing against it, and, and if you want to really think about it, then digging up dead Glenn Campbell and dead Michael McDonald are the two whitest things that happened this oh, year. Oh, Michael but. McDonald isn't dead. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. He's still very much alive. Wait, is he Canadian? Carrie, Carrie killed him. <laughs> Can somebody please stare me down with a lot of disappointment because I seriously deserve it right now. No, no, the Care Glare is... Only. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really special mix of disappointment and astonishment. Yeah, no, I've. But I feel like Tweety. Like I don't know Jeff Tweety personally, but I have followed the whole. Like I Absolutely. mean, I was right Absolutely. there up in the whole Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, yep. blow mm-hmm. out. Sure, Everybody sure. have some white existential Chicago upside angst bullshit. La la la. Um, I do feel like Jeff Tweedy feels so guilty about being as white and doughy and so white as he is that it's wonderful I, that he's able to produce this sort of a thing. He he obviously Mavis Staples gravitated toward him to have him do this. There are right, multiple yeah. people that can do it. Well, they did it like, it is Hawkins on this yeah. album. So like, oh well, that's your girlfriend. Yeah. other than your lady. Yeah. Well, well, but and and, and compared to like um, you were not alone, which I think was her last one before mm-hmm. this. Like, right. Yeah, that, he, that, he's that, not on that, by the way. I, I no, he I is. thought no, no. no I think I think I think Tweedy produced. There, there okay. was a live one that he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go through yeah. the last four. Yeah, but 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 that out like there's just the right. I, I don't know what the right amount of Jeff Tweedy is. I don't know like what's like when you <laughs> apparently get to, like, no one does, which is why right. he's highly medicated. <laughs> well, right. It's like uh, even like, Jeff uh, Tweedy doesn't know that. Right. Like like we need ten percent less Tweedy. I don't I don't I don't know what the what the right amount is, but but it's somehow the right amount on this record because. He's bringing enough to the party, I think, to 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 get to Carrie's point of like, yeah, he 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 wishes he weren't known for being uh, the sort of patron saint of whiteness, right? Uh, of like woke whiteness, but still whiteness, um, right? And uh, and and he does the work on this album to sort of 
uh, take these songs a little bit further than maybe just the original text would have taken them, but not so far that he actually gets in the way of the songs. Right. And she should you Mark, you're 150% right, because I'm bad at math. He she should not have to do a song like this. Yeah. This is not a generational thing. This has been three generations yeah. now that you should not have to keep. We had a black president right. who is the classiest, smartest, most amazing human being that's ever been born on the earth, right. much less elected to president. It'd be good if he was born in America. Yeah, right. <laughs> too, bad, too bad he was an enemy of freedom and enterprise and American values. But, but, but the point oh my of all God. this is Not to mention what he did to Benghazi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, let me, so to speak to the thing about... Cause, okay, so I know I'm that, sorry, Mike. I just went scanners That's on the mic. Great. I'm sorry. Okay, so 80% of the podcast has never heard Mavis Staples before. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I, I probably. So I'll, I'll They know the one song. Probably. They know, they, they know that she wants to take them somewhere. Don't yeah. even, don't don't even really say know. probably. Don't even say probably. Probably. So okay. in any event. LOLK. The thing that makes <laughs> Mavis Staples great is it's like listening to your sassy aunt tell you what is wrong with your life. Mm-hmm. If you need it, like the vocal equivalent but you of know like that she's right, yeah, and you the, walk off because you're pissed as hell. Yeah, the vocal, and then you go tell yeah. your friend what she said, and you're like, "Oh my god, she's right." It's the vocal equivalent of like Ayala Van Zant, like telling but, you how to save your all, life. This is all contextualized in our review of it, so we, we we've done that. Yeah, and, and so, but the reality is, like, this is first of all, it's is just that a written a review that is on the website. It is www.chunkyglasses.com. That is an amazingly done it's website. It's not www.chunkyasses.com. That gets more hits, but it is not as yeah. entertaining. No. It's more hits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The grammar on that other one is horrible. Yeah. Yes. Um, Grammarly. Look. <laughs> Grammarly can sponsor us. Yeah, yep. Grammarly should sponsor us. They should. Yeah, they save our but ass it's just daily. Really, it's uh, just, this album's really on point. Yeah, it, it, well, it's the number three album of the year. Yeah, thank God. Like, if, if if look, if we put forth our opinion as like y'all are fucking wrong, we're right. All y'all are wrong. Yeah. So yeah, number three album of the year, number two album of the year, and I'm gonna get my man Paul to talk about this a little bit before we get into the song. Um. We you talked know, about. He did, he did tell you this, right? That yeah. you're announcing this for, album. For the record, Paul looks vaguely concerned. <laughs> no, 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 he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, you, you know, uh, because Paul is the one who turned me on to the epic Kamasi Washington's three hour Boom. epic jazz excursion. And you are the one who wrote uh, on, I would love to say, one of the darkest days of American history recently, but it's not. You know, there have been four hundred darker days where two two reporters were killed by guns on camera, uh, live, and we went to the show that night, and we probably drank a little bit, but we also enjoyed enjoyed the shit. And and what you produced was a uh, one of the most impactful and beautiful things that I've had the pleasure of publishing. I, I'll tell you that now. I mean, that's, uh, but, uh, Kamasi Washington is in our blood now because of that. Um, and we are friends with miles. Shout out to uprising. Shout out. Um, but Kamasi 
went and did a thing with Miles and with Cameron Graves. Uh, he put out a little EP, and when we reviewed it, I said this is important. It's four movements, and then the truth. It's important that the thing is called the truth because you have these interpretations, these themes, and stuff, and then you have the truth. Uh, but it is, for me personally, uh, the most important, not not just of this year, this is one of the most important pieces of music in my life, and it's amazing. But I'll let, I'll let Paul talk a little bit about it, because I think you'd like it as well. Well, I, I don't really know what to say after uh, after that intro. Um, no, that's, uh, look, this album's amazing. Kamasi's he's doing work that nobody else is doing right now. Like there's a sense of, of collectivism to his music um, that I think is, is difficult to find in any generation, but especially right now and especially with jazz, like you see everybody who works with him goes off and does other stuff either on their own or with, uh, with other artists and it's all brilliant. And they come back together and Kamasi fuses them into an, an incredible whole. And, just the difference the difference between this EP and the epic, other than length, is is kind of a cohesiveness. Like the epic was long. It lived up to its name. <laughs> Three hours long, people. <laughs> it lived up to its name and it was great, but you had to be in a space to listen there's a, to the There's it, a graphic novel coming, hours. which is worth this saying. thing. Is there? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a, oh yeah. There's a graphic novel. So. There's, a, there's a graphic novel. There might be additional follow-ups. Like the <laughs> epic is spawning like an epic linked universe. This one right here is about our universe. And it's tight and it hits you quick.
we'll have we'll have a nice pause while I collect my thoughts. I I can't, Paul. I mean, and that was like what you said about that was spot on. I can't. There's only one other piece of music that's meant more to me this year, and it's a weird thing that happened this year with how I consider music. I consider them as pieces. I consider. I look back to how classical music was, and it was like, right. and and we're not, and it's not about pop. It's about like you did the thing, and here's the thing, and this is the thing that is up. Here's my sonata. Here's my yeah. Which speaking of which, which and, Andrea Avery, right. uh, which uh, in and of itself, that interview is a piece of music. I think that you did. Uh, yeah, it's it fucking phenomenal. Uh, and uh, he's pointing at the word. It's all. It's all. It's, it's all Andrea. <laughs> Go read. Go, it's not. Go read it's, her book. It's, it's on, not, but it's on. You but should it's, read the book. It is on. It is. It is, it is a Kindle deal it's, for it's December, ha- so it's only two ninety nine. Now, a friend of mine, because of you, how she interacted with you and and yeah. brought forth her love of music into a world of for her personal pain, and just pushed past it. Yeah, and how yeah. and how all this stuff uh, can illuminate our lives. How it can. Uh, enrich our lives, or just at the very least, make our lives bearable. It's 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 one of my favorite things I've gotten to do on this show. So so thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. It's one of the favorite things I've ever published. So oh. thank you. <laughs> All right. In fact, it is the favorite thing. Uh, uh, you know, except for Phil Cook. Silly. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, there's a there's a thing with that Kamasi album because I, I I just I was just with a um uh hanging out with a good friend of mine who's one of the other like hardcore jazz heads that I know and we were sort of talking about Kamasi and we were sort of saying on the one hand it feels unfair that like he sort of takes up all of the bandwidth that any publication has to give to jazz they're going to write about Kamasi for the most part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the other hand when you play his album and you listen to his music head to head with other jazz musicians like that's also not fair <laughs> because, <laughs> also not because fair. he is fucking killing it so okay. yeah. uh, so like um christian so i i have to I, I don't yeah yeah so okay. so he, he put out he put out three cds this year yeah they're 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 engaging they're interesting i i've i've spent time listening to them they were in consideration yeah um they're they're not when you compare them to harmony of difference like they are worlds apart like like yes i will listen to christian scott because because those albums are interesting they make me think they engage me etc etc they but they don't deliver the same punch that i think kamasi does i'll I'll speak to that um there's a thing with kamasi where it's all about composition and uh, okay so most of the great jazz musicians of this era we look at as great players like players iconically individually as as you know like individual standalone people um kamasi washington is a great composer he's probably a better composer than he is a player and he's yeah. a he's a liter- yeah. he's literally one of the, the 10 greatest players of any instrument uh, in, in history of jazz music mm-hmm. like he's phenomenal it's not even fair but as a composer what he does when he gets with the west coast get down and they get into the studio he's also cognizant of the level of talent of the people that he's playing with and he's able to push these players to do things that they can't actually they they don't think that they can actually do yeah. which is which is the actual Miles Davis comp right, right. is that yeah. is that is that Miles Davis as a trumpet player was interesting 
but limited. And what he played in 1981 is the same thing he would have played in 1961, frankly. Like, like his approach to his approach to the instrument didn't change, but his ability to involve different people and get them to do interesting things was what made him such a good It's funny because when we talked to Miles, who who was on this album and and he was on the epic. Uh, you know, we didn't actually ask that question. Mosley, not Davis. Yeah. Although, yeah. although Mosley was named for Miles Davis, I believe. Yeah. I think he let he slip. Yeah. He uh, was. Yeah. And we talked to him about that. We, we didn't bring that up because it wasn't relevant. Because right. Because it was obviously, we know this. It's obviously. also like another like six hour conversation off and off onto itself. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But, but, but it was about the pure art of what they're doing. And mm-hmm. if you have people that are at the forefront of the greatest American music tradition, which is jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fuck it's, you, indie rock. Yeah. It's, Fuck you, country. Jazz, like, jazz, jazz is America's gift to music. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy. Like, you, when you listen to what he does, there's a – it's funny. I was at a Red Bull three-style DJ competition a couple nights ago. And it made After me think, the Ab Show? After the app show. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. And there's a thing that that happens when you hear like in three style, you have to blend various styles and genres of music together into a cohesive set. That's the expectation. Um, a lot of DJs fail at that. Even DJs who are on stage in this worldwide competition right. fail like catastrophically in the finals, like at least two DJs, like the sets were just like cacophonous. It was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And that, and you're just like, but you guys are supposed to be the best. This speaks to what Kamasi does as a compositional artist. Mm-hmm. He takes geniuses and gets them to converse with their musical instruments and, and their, their minds. Peers. And their peers. And their peers at the exact in, in equal measure while also advancing a civil rights narrative yeah through music mm-hmm. and tonality mm-hmm. and there's a thing that happens that you can't even put words to when you get more, people more wrote a good review yeah, of this, he did. But, but there's there is no good review of this. right like, it's, it's like you it's simply it's gonna come up short fucking yeah like yeah. Just, it, it is a thing that exists in the university you can point to like that's good yeah, you get people to converse about you get people to converse in synergy, an entire group of artists to agree on something mm-hmm. and agree at the same point and at the same level, and they play to it consistently, and that's the genius of this whole thing. Yeah, and 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 we've talked about talking with Miles and being at Songbird with him. We haven't talked about the fact that you and I, Kevin, sat there and had a couple of beers sitting next to Cameron Graves. Yeah. And, yeah. and we were just sort of like, that's, he's, he's over there. Like, what, what, what Before. do we do? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 sort of hanging what, out. Like, what, do, what do we do with that guy? Yeah. Because, because that, that's one of the people, uh, that I'm most looking forward to talking to next year mm-hmm. because his album, Planetary Prince, did not make our best of because, because uh, it's happen. fucking calculus. It's so, it's, there, yeah, it's, it is calculus. It's so complicated. And it's and, great. And but. it's so amazing. Yeah. And, and Cameron uh, that night, laid down so much heavy shit on the keyboards yep. that literally had the whole band look at him like, what the fuck? And when asked later, not just Miles, like Barb. Mm-hmm. Miles' manager was yeah, just like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> don't know. It's yeah. beautiful. It's jazz, baby. It was. They made a jazz. They made a jazz. 
They, and they la la landed the crap out of that. <laughs> oh my Jesus god! Christ. But uh, <laughs> yes, like so, that looks like nothing but a little spot on the couch right now. So like, if you think, <laughs> so look, this album means everything. This album is the one of two albums. I think that if you're existing past 2017, you need to get in your life. The one, the and land- ho- hopefully that's most of you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that is at least ninety nine point seven percent of you that makes um, it past two thousand seventeen. And this is look, we we are fanboys. Uh, I will <laughs> for music. We are fanboys for music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and the artist we're going to be talking about right now is our friend. But uh, we also this was put to a vote. This was, uh, it's as unbiased as, in my opinion, as it could have been. Um, we are, you and me, Marcus, I think, especially, are honored to consider him a friend, to consider, be able to talk about this album, to have heard the album when it came out. And, and but the number one album for us, and hopefully for you, is Aaron Abernathy's Dialogue. It was clear cut and was Jesus. Uh it it It's not uh, we, we we've said so much about it. I I wanna uh and I know Paul you didn't necessarily want to talk about it, but 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 I wanna I wanna hear you because you weren't on any of any of the discussions of it yeah. just with me. But you did want to give it to your dad. Yeah. So so I wanna hear your, your discussion of it here a little bit. Yeah, well I I won't take too much time on this because I think, uh, you know, Kevin and Marcus and Ab himself have covered it extensively on this podcast and better than I ever could. But look, it is, it's a hell of an album and it's an important album. The first time I I listened to it, as Kevin said, I immediately was like, I want to talk, I want to send it to my dad because my dad's always looking for uh, music to play in his classroom. And he's looking for things that give, um, they're socially relevant that give a unique perspective that his students who are, you know, students in a small town in California, a uh, rural community um, could use to improve their, their, uh, their vision on the world. And I think that's, you know, that's what I got from what Ab was trying to do right here. He went down into his basement. He created an album that does exactly what it says. It is a dialogue. It's meant to initiate a dialogue, not just within the tracks, but with between him and the listener and between the listeners and each other and, and just kind of spark a conversation. And I think it's something that's really needed in the world right now. It's important for kids. It's important for adults. It's one of those things where it's like, if you all just, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time talking today, but it's more about the album's more about listening and uh, getting people to consider other positions, I think. Yeah. And it's really not, I mean, I think, I think it's in, it's not an album that's, it's not a, it's an explicitly political album, but I don't think it's a partisan album. I think it's an album about, about that's, it's, it's a call on, on humanity to do better by, uh, by segments of itself, which it has ignored. (laughs) Right. Um, So, I kind of listened to it in the same way, um, but in over the course of the year or the few months since it's been out and since uh, the podcast came out that you guys did um, and knowing that this was such an important 
thing for all of you guys and listening to it a couple of times over. Um, I, I work from home and so I'm listening to it and I'm basically by myself just listening to this thing over and over right. again. And unfortunately it did not make me want to go out and have a conversation with anybody outside of my bubble. It made me want to keep listening to uh, last year's tribe, uh, tribe called Quest, and I just <laughs> kept going. Like I, well, lis- I, mean, I listened to this that, and try to calm is... myself down, and then I would just like see what was going on on MSNBC and get right. like furious all over again. And then I would just listen to "There's No Black well, and, and, Black and, People and, in the Space Program," and, 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 and just and, like yeah, and, listen, and, and, and I would just Apple, keep going and, back Apple to that. Me for speaking out of yeah. hand is like if it sparks that kind of. Like internal dialogue, even. Right. I mean, it, it's, right. it's and, about and I, thinking about your place, your privilege, where we are in history, what, uh, where we're gonna go, right? How if we can go anywhere? Like, is this it? I wouldn't say that this is necessarily like if you're looking at a a top ten albums of the year. What are the things you're, that are most important to you musically that you're gonna listen to over mm. and over and over again? Like, this is not something that I. I hope that there's not a reason to listen to this ever again. Yeah. I hope that I never have to listen to this in 2019. I hope that I listen to it for nostalgia purposes and say, that was a quaint time when we had to worry about shit like that. Wow, this did this and all of a sudden we got all shit together. Right. But it is also like for me personally, the internal dialogue, this does not make me spark a dialogue with my jackass neighbors in Fairfax County. It makes Although Fairfax County is very blue and has thankfully been that way since yeah. I've been there uh, for the last 20 years. And because of a lot of on the ground work, if you guys are worried about the nature of the country, get yeah. out there and work locally. Yeah. Um, Fairfax County was bright red when I moved there 20 years ago. And now it is very, very dark blue. But um, my particular neighborhood is not. And I'm not going to go out and have a conversation with my fucking neighbors about this album but it makes me want to listen to things that make me angry enough to go out and keep fighting yeah so i, I do I, I i do think though that that um you know there, there's a school of thought i'm sort of borrowing this from my brother a little bit which is that there's a there's a strain of um you know we're, we're in that part of that of the horror movie now we're like the monster is basically almost all but dead. And it sort of does this weird thing where it comes back and you're like, Oh my God, or the entire, you know, hour 45 minutes that we just watched all for not. And no, you still defeat the monster in the end. So if you believe in certain historical trends or whatever, hopefully, hopefully that's, that's, that's what the current political moment is. Um, but we're also, at the, think, we're also at the part of the movie where you see all the dumbasses like going yeah. into the dark garage and <laughs> you're like, don't go in that dark garage. And they're, they're all, like, they're all, they're yeah. all dudes going news. in there to take dong pics to send to women. Fox News told me there was a tax cut and free women in the dark garage. Yeah. So, yeah, but, no, but, I get it. It's, but, but importantly, like, mm. like, like, even, even though this album, I think, you know, somebody the, still the has to kill the monster. And, 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 and we will. And I, and I think, and I think ultimately the dialogue will, and I, th- and I think there's, a, you know, even though this album Both sets to be, yo. <laughs> boom, but but even though the record tries, you know, I think I think it set out to try to be a bridge. It's not it's not necessarily a bridge between like the world you're describing, Carrie, and like you're sort of the other side of the political fence. It's it's the bridge for us to all be able to sort of do like a gut check and say, are we ready for the next push? And are and are we gonna are we sort of gonna do yeah, this? I, I want to live in a world where. 
we can actually talk to, I, I get it. I, I want to be the person that can talk to the person who believes differently than me and find where we connect. And mm. Oh, don't we all love our children? Don't we all love our pets? La la la. I'm still not there. I am still fucking goddamn angry. But what this album does for me, rather than try to uh, spur me into like building a bridge with my jackass neighbors is. You should build a wall. That's the thing. That's, the <laughs> that's, the thing we, that's what we do now. Electrified walls work. Walls work so well. Yeah. Electrified um, wall fence thing. What this does for me is it doesn't make me say, "Oh, he's." I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. What it makes. What it does for me is make me go back and listen to those things that make me want to fight harder to protect the yeah. baseline of yes. what we what we believe is important in America. And if you look at what happened in Virginia in the November elections, thank you very much, thank people you. who came down to it Virginia and indeed. helped us out. It is for lovers. Yeah. Virginia is for lovers of lots and lots of women who are now in the fucking Virginia legislature. But um, that, sort of, that sort of turnaround is what I feel, that, that's where I personally feel like change is going to come. And listening to an album like this doesn't make me want to have a dialogue with my neighbors. It makes me want to have a dialogue with myself to keep fighting yeah. and keep yeah. going. So, and that's enough. And that, and that is enough. And that is, it, it just, it strikes across every realm. It, it, all this, it hits you where you need to be hit. All of us, from knowing you guys, I think would like to believe that we can like strike out in like grand actions. We can land on the fucking Rainbow Bridge, fucking immigrant song. That's where pets go when they die. Immigrant Don't say song, that. Immigrant song is gonna play, and we're gonna fuck shit up like Thor. Don't say immigrant song because Eduardo but, hates Led Zeppelin. I know. Yes, this coming son. Yeah, it's coming son. But but the reality is, it is the smaller measures that uh, that make all the difference and reinforce. As a group, as us in here, and like what we want to talk about, period. You know, because what we talk about through the year is an agenda. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be clear about that. We we have our ethics, we have our beliefs. We we know what we want to put forth into the world, and we know what we don't want to put forth into the world. And and then, yeah, if if, if that dialogue though is internal, that's great i see what you did there yeah yeah so um there's two things about this album i've i think i was the second person in 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 like the 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 universe of people who are not abs like super super direct friends who mm -hmm. ever heard this record. i was the third and he was the third so it's this thing where we were stunned and we were scared mm -hmm. this year i think those are the two key emotions of 2017 if you take away one big takeaway from 2017, we were stunned and we were scared. Um, Dialogue, to me, is the best album of the year because it's the only album that exists in 2017 that is neither stunned nor scared by any of this. No. Um, good, Kendrick, good fucking take. Kendrick just Lamar. Just and say that. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar yeah. released To Pimp a Butterfly when it was safe to be bold. Yeah, we didn't know if Trump was going to win. Mm -hmm. We were in the Obama afterglow, yeah. and Kendrick Lamar said all of the things: "We are going to fight. Everything is going to be all right. We're going to do this. We're going to do that." And then when the, the shit actually hit the fan, what did Kendrick have to say? But damn, 
it was like number 21 on this list, mm-hmm. which says everything about that album that needs to be said. It was not the album that anybody wanted for Kendrick Lamar that actually cares about the future of the universe. And, but in defense of Kendrick, it's fine. You can't always make, and, but you, and he, you shouldn't. But, uh, but the problem, and I hate to cut you off, is that he, he chose himself as the leader. Yeah. He's told, he told the universe that everything was going to be all right. Right. But this year, Ab's the leader. Right. Uh, but the thing is, is that the world is not ready yet for somebody to lead. We're still stunned. Okay. We're still scared. This is why when Ab put out this record, everybody in the universe just stared at it. And didn't really know what to make of it. Unless yeah. you live in constant awareness of what's actually going on. If you live in constant awareness of what's actually going on, then this became the record. That's why this is the number one record. Like, I speak to the mic like it's a bunch of people looking at me. <laughs> like I do sometimes. But this is why this is the number one album. Because if you actually wake up one day and you realize the gravity of what is going on in the world, there is only but one album that exists in the whole entire universe that is actually speaking to the reality of what you should do next. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's weird to think how much of the music media missed this. Like it was like, the, like like this album was sort of criminally underheard and underrecognized. Wait, do you want to so Yeah, do you want to fight or do you want to put on Louboutins and go to the tub and turn up? Well, right, and it's and and, <laughs> and it's also been a year where like everyone who was expected to deliver the big thing kind of whiffed. Yeah, right. And Comically. and 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 here you have Ab fucking nailing it, and it's and it's. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I, 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 like I know, that, I know too, that he joked with but, you guys like it's a Kaepernick no, no, effect or something. The, I'll but, put it like but, this: the, the key to this album is, and this also speaks to 2017. There's literally no narrative for this record. There was no six month buildup. Think about all the other albums that are on this, this chart. For the most part, yeah, they no, had a it giant dropped. build, dropped. humongous lead. You knew what the narrative was. You were excited for it. Blah blah blah. Ab literally woke up one day and had the whole album blessed in his head and put it out without narrative without forewarning mm-hmm. without deep cognizant understanding mm-hmm. of what was to come like even kendrick lamar put out king kunta before to be butterfly right, right. hit he was like i'm making the black record people my album has a song called king kunta <laughs> like, he's probably you, so pissed he's like oh my god the president's black shit forgot about that right like but if you think about it right but if you right. think about it the you can't think of a blacker name am i allowed to say that kunta, yeah, yeah you kunta, can't think kunta, of a kunta, blacker yeah. name yeah. for a record than king kunta yep and then there was none of that narrative that existed and ab just put the thing on the table bam this is how you talk about not just black life. This is how you talk about life. This is how you talk about like middle age life. Yes. This is how you talk about it's it's a remarkable document of uh, somebody I consider my, uh, a remarkable human. Yeah, I think he's and uh, that's that's everybody's generally... gonna wake up to this record relatively soon next year. And it's going to be Next fascinating year. to watch people wake up to it because we're already yeah right. I yeah. hope everyone listens to it like twenty five times, and yeah. then I hope by June of next year nobody ever has to 
seek it out for reason we'll, we'll again. still have a president pence to reckon with at that point no so. he won't because he's also going to be in jail yes <laughs> yes it's uh but, yeah. but they are we're, all we're, going we're, to we're jail gonna, in gonna, my we're brain in this this year-end podcast Inshallah. on abs <laughs> Uh, favorite track off this album, but before we do that, I want to thank you guys, of course, for uh, this year. Not not just for like doing the work for being my friends. This is this year has been bullshit emotionally, and just and I say that as having been medicated the entire year. I can't even speak to what you guys must have felt. I've been stealing. I've been stealing your medications. I've been taking them too. Do you see my face? Yeah. I have white hair. Yeah. In my face. Like real, actual white hair. Carrie, that, Carrie called that an aspirational yes, beard. I have Just aspirational like... beard, white hair. Have... Oh, no, no. That's that's full on white beard right there. I yeah. know. I have a white and, beard. And... I did not have this in January. I know. It yeah, did well, not know, exist. Brother. It is and December, and I have a you, white. You could blame Trump, but beard. Kevin's sitting right there. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! That was nice. man. That was a long time coming. All right. I, w- I would like to say um, I have been around since you guys were merely a written vessel on the interwebs, yeah. and the uh, initial podcasts were a complete fucking disaster. They were. Uh, they were, but they were brilliant. They were so fun. Um, thank you so much to the lady sitting here, even mm-hmm. though she refuses Daria's to be actually on in the mic. room right now. Yeah, Daria's yeah. present <laughs> in the room. Daria is actually a real person for those of you out there. Um, she's amazing, and she puts up with Kevin, and she keeps Kevin able to put up with this web, this whole yeah. entire universe. So, thank you, Kevin. So, thank you, brother. No, thank you, man. Here, here. Do, no, do, do you want? Do you want some footstops? Do you want some Americana no, I, footstops? No, I don't. The, no, I don't because this is something I and, and I embarrassed. I embarrassed uh, myself with my Lyft drivers in. Here's what uh, you're about to turn forty. Yep, you're about to turn forty. That's coming. Andre just turned forty. You'll get the malaise and stuff, but I am forty five. You're past forty five. I'm gonna be. Your lady. Listen, your lady about. You're about to turn forty. Don't you point at the lady. I am. (laughs) Don't you ever point at that lady. I will tell you as a defected as a. uh, I will. I'm I'm like the deflected. (laughs) I'm the deflector. Deflector. I'm the deflector on her. I will be forty nine. Yeah, exactly. In January. Exactly. And 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 so. Don't you give me that look, Paul? In in a normal world, you never mind, Paul. You have a kid. You know this mortality. In a normal world, we get to deal with. Oh, we're just getting older. It's a midlife crisis, and and this year we're not dealing with a normal world, and we've had to deal with. Uh, I think everybody in this room, in large part, a destruction of what we consider to be good. And as good people, it's hard to react to that. It's hard to be like, well, fuck it, man. I'm just going to get me 12 Uzis and fucking, because I can down in Virginia and Alexandria at the gun store. Not Alexandria. That's like it's some Clark Brothers bullshit down in okay. Warrington. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the store. Shout out to Warrington. But, yes, I do. But 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 my point is, is that... Um, we all, uh, we all made it. 
And I made it because of you guys. And because of my lady. Aw. And because of my cats. Yeah. Yes. But also because the lady let you keep the new cat. Sam, the Samuel. And Sam. Samuel. His name is Sam. And if you do not put a link to uh, Olivia Newton-John's Sam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, that would be a miss. But, but, but. Samuel O'Hill. But I also made it because <laughs> of all the music we talked about. And all the times we talked about music. Because, look, you guys are volunteers. We don't make money. None of this is for anything other than that we want to do it. So either that makes us really fucking stupid or else we really just love, like, this and each other. And I think it's both. They're not. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. No, we're yeah. stupid and we really love stupid, this. <laughs> but blessed. So, so, uh, so, yeah, it was a good year is what yeah. I'm saying. And and to top it off, a good year is is. I wish he could have been here, but you know what? He's playing. He's playing this one show. Yeah, he's playing a show tonight. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Abernathy with the best album of the year, and his favorite song off that album, Forecast. There's a warring inside my mind that I battle and I lose from time to time. Weary from fighting insecurities and thought I'm losing the war and it affects my daily walk They say the truth will set you free But it's so painful that in mind that you'll find me I've climbed that wall before and couldn't keep my grasp And until I climb that wall then pain is my forecast Truth and fight lies. 